Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Pasture Grasshoppers. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dave Boxler, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator and Entomologist based at the West Central Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome, Aaron. Well, Dave, when I looked at the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter and looked at the article on pasture grasshoppers, the thing that jumped out to me, and we can't explain this very well in, in a podcast form, but was just the map of Nebraska showing a populations of grasshoppers. In particular, there's kind of a bullseye over that southwest Cherry County area, Grant, Hooker, Arthur County. Uh, significant numbers of grasshoppers being shown there in the recent grasshopper survey Walk through with us just some things to be aware of as we look at grasshoppers this summer. I know many parts of the state, again, thinking about here, the western half have had uh, some good moisture in the months of May. We're starting to grow some grass, but now we have some competitors out there in terms of what want to graze that grass besides cattle. Walk through with us just some things to observe in terms of grasshopper numbers. When do we need to think about that being a significant impact? What are the options we have? Well, the uh, map you're referring to was actually data that was recorded last fall. It was the adult survey. And there were 10 counties in uh, Nebraska that had averages over 15 grasshoppers, adult grasshoppers per yard. And that's kind of a red flag. It's been a, a number of years since we've had a real bad grasshopper outbreak. But the last three summers, we've been kind of building toward this. Grasshoppers like very droughty conditions, and certainly in some parts of western Nebraska, we've had we've experienced that over the last three years. This year is completely different, but the stage is set, especially in those counties that have that high adult number. So that is a, a red flag for potential problems for this year. Even though we've had ample moisture. I think we've seen uh, an early hatch of, of some species. There's three hatching complexes. And we have had reports, especially from Grant County, with some pretty high grasshopper numbers to the point where uh, it, would it would warrant a on-site visit from the USDA APHIS group. The, the APHIS team is surveying. They started their survey, I believe, around Memorial Day. But this one particular situation, the producer called an extension educator and was really concerned. So we suggested that uh, they contact APHIS for an on-site uh, survey, which I believe is, is underway. So there could be producers that uh, may have to spray. It all depends on what the survey, this, the, the on-site survey indicates, but um, it was my understanding that this particular producer was seeing anywhere from 25 to 30 grasshoppers per square yard. That was his estimate, which would be there within that, that threshold. The threshold is kind of sliding. It can range anywhere from eight, uh, eight to, 14, uh, to 40 grasshoppers per square yard, depending upon the range condition, the quality of the forage, the cost of the treatment. So there's a big range there, but Realistically, not all grasshoppers will reach maturity. On average, only 50% will. So if you've got, a, a say, a nymphal population of about 30, you can expect maybe half of those would die. 
but that's still impactful. And especially if you've got marginal pasture and can't afford to lose grass to uh, to their feeding, it would be probably prudent to, to have your location surveyed. The window of opportunity for treatment is not that wide. Historically, we'd like to see the the uh, treatments made when the grasshoppers are less than three quarters of an inch in length. And sometimes that uh, might escape us, but for the products that we have and the system that we utilize for pasture grasshopper control in the range, that's that's the target. Usually third to fourth instar. We don't like to go much more than fourth instar because the product just isn't as effective. You know, grasshoppers can consume up to 50% of their weight per day. So if you get some large numbers out there, you can lose a lot of uh, forage very quickly. And certainly some of the pastures, as you well know, have been really uh, grazed pretty hard over the last two to three years. So some may not be able to support uh, a grasshopper infestation. So I would encourage producers to really take a look at their, at their pastures. And if they have any questions, they certainly should contact their local extension educator who can actually connect them with the USDA APHIS team for an on-site survey. And also, there's something that we do have to be somewhat concerned about is the American bearing beetle, uh, the range of that. And it covers uh, some of the counties where we're seeing those high uh, fall numbers. Now, the status of the American bearing beetle has went from a endangered species to a threatened species. So that changes the status a little bit. It's still considered a protective species. So if you live within that range, the estimated range, I would really recommend calling and contacting the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and visit with them about your particular site to make sure that you are doing this in a proper way, not to get in trouble. And you can reach out to them uh, at 308-382-6468. So I think you need to work together so that uh, we don't make a uh, an application where we shouldn't. And they need to be uh, kept up to date with uh, possible treatments. If you like an on-site survey, there's a, a USDA APHIS contact person by the name of David Nielsen. He's in Lincoln, and his contact number is 402-434-2348. And uh, I think they'll be most helpful. They're willing to do these on-site uh, surveys if they can get to the, the location. They have a number of surveyors in western Nebraska, but there's a lot of area to cover. So if there's any concern out there, I would get on the phone pretty quickly. One of the things that comes to mind for me is just thinking about, you know, we're talking about grassland, forage production. There are certain areas like hay meadows, things like that, that are much more productive as they think about, you know, where we might lose forage production. Any strategies in terms of where we might apply a product to control grasshoppers or Anything you'd encourage producers to consider with limited resources as they think about how do we strategically get the most bang for our buck if we're going to apply a product? Well, certainly there is a, uh, a system that was developed uh, by the University of Wyoming called the RATS system. It is reduced agent area treatment, and it utilizes a, a chemical called dimelin. And this system works by spraying strips of treated versus untreated, equal sizes. This chemical works for about 28 days, which allows grasshoppers from the untreated zone 
to migrate into the treated zone. And grasshoppers are cannibalistic. So if they feed on dead grasshoppers that are in that treated zone, they will ingest a lethal dose. That's what makes this uh, system uh, really uh, intriguing because it reduces the amount of product that is applied and also the cost. If you have a number of neighbors who are experiencing similar grasshopper numbers, you can go together and get possibly a reduced application rate. They call it a block. And uh, so I would I would visit with your neighbors to see if they're seeing something similar and uh, put together a block that uh, might reduce the, the application costs. Dave, anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today as we look at the potential of high numbers of grasshoppers in parts of Nebraska? Well, I, I think that uh, producers need to be uh, very vigilant out there and do, do not hesitate when they see high numbers to get the numbers uh, assessed. And also, uh, they'll be able to provide an identification as to what species might be out there. Because some species aren't really that damaging opposed to some others. So it's good to get a count on the number per square yard as well as species identification. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Well, you're very welcome. Well, for more information on the article, again, including maps that were taken last fall in terms of grasshopper counts and the contact information that Dave mentioned, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. The title of the article we discussed today, Pasture Grasshoppers.